RPC Sermons Podcast. Today's episode is a special episode from our Facebook Live series entitled Closing the Distance. These are unscripted conversations with the pastors of RPC and various special guests reflecting on topics from our ongoing sermon series. If you're interested in learning more about this community of faith, visit roswellprez.org. Morning and welcome to Closing the Distance. I'm Jeff Myers, one of the pastors here at Roswell Presbyterian Church, and I am here with the newest addition to the pastoral staff at RPC, Ryan Jensen. Ryan, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Have my coffee. Good to go. Good. Me Ready too. to roll. <laughs> me too. Now I'm on my third uh, cup of tea, so uh, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Um. So, Ryan, how long have you been at RPC now? Uh, we have been here a little over a month. Started October 1st. Okay. It's what? actually close to a month and a half. It's Yeah, time flies, doesn't it? <laughs> I feel like I've been here for a year. Uh, hopefully that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, in a good way, in a good way. That's what I've had to remember, uh, that, you know, Laura, Knox, and Camille are still finding their way around, but I feel like you know, they, they should be up to speed where I am, but I have to, you know, remember where they are. I bet they love that. Well, I, it makes them feel any better. I think it took me about nine months to find, to know where I was on the church campus when I got in the building. So there were so many doors and hallways and it's a lot to get to know. Yeah. It took me a week to uh, find my way out of the office. I thought I was walking out the same door that I came out to go back to my car and I was walking out into the hallway. So one yeah. week for that, but I think I figured out the rest of the building. Mostly. Like a hall of mirrors, this RPC. Now, let me ask this. You've been here a month and a half. What, you know, when a church comes and calls a guy like you, you know, we try to present our best self. We want to give a realistic picture of who we are. Where where have you said, oh, they, that surprised me. It could be good or bad. You know, where, where have you been most surprised? I think I've been most surprised by just the the number of layers and how intricate everything is here. You know, like in a small church setting, I know how to do congregational care. But in a church like this, where you have so many different ministry teams, I mean, you've got people going out to deliver home communion. You've got people going out to be present in people's homes or make phone calls, you know, send cards, you have flower power ministry, you've got Stephen ministries. I mean, you've got so many different layers and levels um, to how it works just under the umbrella of congregational care alone. And then you add to, um, you know, going into a staff meeting on Monday mornings to a group of 25 people or so. I mean, that's pretty, it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. It's, <laughs> I still, after, you know, almost seven years, I'm just like, huh, didn't know we did that. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I came in, um, I think the first Sunday where I was uh, participating in worship, um, I was like, you know, who do I need to send my liturgy to? You know, I've, I've got a prayer of confession and here it is Thursday and I've not sent that into whoever's doing the bulletin. And, and you guys were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, I've got to get this in. And uh, they're like, no, we, we have somebody to do that. And um, it's just been pretty cool to, to see how, how things work uh, here at RPC. Yeah. Well, we're so glad you're here. Now you did talk about, let's talk about where you come from. Um, you know, a, a smaller church uh, in the Atlanta Presbytery. I think people would be really interested um, in that context. You've been, you served there, what, 11 years? Almost 11. Yeah, that would have been 11 in October. Okay, so what was that like? Uh, well, uh, it's got its own challenges and opportunities. And I mean, when you're a solo pastor at a small church or a smaller church, um, I think for us, a great Sunday would have been 80 people in worship. Um, and there were just two people who were full-time. So the office administrator who also kind of served uh, at times as an executive pastor and an associate pastor, I mean, she had been there longer than I had. So she was really amazing and kind of being a partner with me in ministry, not just uh, as an administrator. But you find that, you know, with a lot of things, if you don't get it started, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, like, um, sermon slides, you know, if I didn't make them, they weren't there. Yeah. Did you use sermon slides? I did. Good for you, man. I, um, yeah, I've never served in a, a, a in a church that small. So I don't, I've served in context that was a little bit similar. I somewhat uh, can identify, but it's just a totally different kind of deal at rpc we, we, just the size and scope of how everything functions it it can be a lot yeah um you know one of, one of the comforting things during the search um uh, when i was meeting with the committee uh brandon smith told me more than once i think uh you're, you're not going to be the guy that turns the lights off you know we we have people to do that uh although i am a big light turner offer so i try to you know we thank you serve energy when i can yeah thank but you for conserving the energy. essence was you know you're not going to be responsible for you know painting and mopping and figuring out where the valve is to the uh, fire suppression system and things like that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> although if you'd like to be a part of it we will uh <laughs> we can we can make that happen well uh, yeah i'm sure over time i'll figure some things out but well, what, what were you most excited uh, about coming to RPC and being our congregational care pastor? Uh, well, it's kind of linked to that last question. So um, to kind of have this one thing that I feel like I can do well, uh, which is congregational care, uh, I, I told the committee, and you know, two things that really made me feel alive in ministry. One was when I was in those intimate moments of congregational care. The other uh, was mission, because every stop I've had along the way before seminary and after, we've been in mission trips. Yeah. But um, to kind of shed some of the things that I wasn't too excited about and to come in here and to do the one thing that is one of the things I really love and I feel called to do. Well, we are so grateful for you. and. You know, I, you know, whenever we've hired folks, I kind of have to have that conversation with, you know, leading up, you know, so it gets serious. It's like, okay, 
Now, <laughs> wherever you come from, you may have had to do a lot of things, but this is like, you got to stay in your lane because yeah. I have to do it myself. Like if I start like veering, people would be like, this is not your lane. This is not your decision to make. This is not your responsibility. And we have really talented, gifted people. So they're like, and you're not very good at it. So get out of here. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I think that's a, you know, working as a team is a really, it's a skill in itself. Well, yeah, the council meeting the other night, I found myself like, you know, going down different trails of thought with, you know, what we should do and, and how things should go. And I, I had to remember like, that's not me anymore. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm a part of this larger thing, but I'm not leading it or in charge of it or driving it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let, you, you talked about all the steps that uh, led up to you coming to RPC. Let's go back to the very beginning. Where were you born? Uh, so I'm a native Tennessean. I was born in Middle Tennessee, Shelbyville, Tennessee. Uh, you know, Texas has one star in their flag. Uh, Tennessee has three, so we we mean it. You know, we have three very distinct parts of Tennessee. So I've got I've kind of got Middle and West Tennessee covered. Uh, you know, Dan, uh, who I continue to be confused with, uh, he's got East Tennessee covered. So that's great. Well, let's not get into uh, you know misidentification. We'll get into that in a minute. So okay, so how long did you spend in Shelbyville? Um, so I went back there after college, which was the last thing I expected to do. Um, and uh, a pastor asked me to help out with youth ministry. Uh, then they had a, an associate pastor leave, and he said, "You know, why don't you just try this out?" And I said, "There's no chance." But I said, "You know, maybe for a year I'll have some fun with it." So I spent two or three, maybe three years there, two or three years. And then uh, after that, I was ready to go get a real job. Uh, you know, go back out into the, to the business world, maybe. But uh, we had an interim pastor who had been in my home church who had moved up to Franklin and he had taken over for three different guys. Uh, and he said, I need some help. Oh, wow. So I thought, you know, this will be an opportunity to see if this is a, a real thing. Right. Did you, um, oh, before we go too far in your, uh, where'd you go to college? I know this is important. Memphis. Memphis. Yes. All right, now, would you consider yourself a Memphis fan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of the college, of the city. I could work on the Chamber of Commerce. Memphis gets a bad rap, but I would, uh, I, I, I rep Memphis. <laughs> I love it. You look look behind it. me. I've got some. You do Some memorabilia back there, yeah. How's their How's their basketball team looking this year? Uh, right now, they're ranked number twenty six in the nation, which is uh, one one step below, you know, getting recognized. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, they. I mean, they're been a historically great team, and um, so from Memphis, Penny Hardaway, yeah. And then so then you went uh, back to Shelbyville, then to Franklin, then did you go to seminary? Uh, seminary after that. So I had like three amazing years in Franklin and three amazing years of, of growth of, you know, determining, you know, seminary is the next step. I don't right. know where that will lead. I don't know if that will lead back into, you know, youth ministry or what, but, you know, went exploring, looking around, uh, visited Austin, Texas, and just kind of the light came down and said, this is where you're supposed to be. Uh, even though my now spouse was not happy about that decision because where was she where was she well we were both doing youth ministry in in middle tennessee uh she was in clarksville i was in franklin and um she had a plan that you know you'll go to columbia 
in Decatur, where I'm from, where she's from. Decatur, Georgia. So like Atlanta area. Right. Okay. And she would go to grad school at Oglethorpe and I would go to seminary and probably live with her dad. And, you know, it'd be very affordable and, um, and things would just work out. But I went to Austin and uh, she said, Hey, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to, you know, hundreds of miles away? Yeah, this is, this is not the plan. So, um, and she still stuck with you, even though you did that? Uh, we, had, we had a little rough spot there, but, you know, we, we dated my first year in seminary. We got uh, engaged um, second year and third year. We're married, living there together. So she was able to kind of meet the seminary crowd, be able to live in Austin, Texas for a year. And um, Austin's awesome. It's a cool town. Or it was, you know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, I'm grown up a little bit. <laughs> Well, you know, one of our uh, beloved uh, senior associate pastors is now a senior pastor at Westlake Hills in Texas. Her name's Emily Wright, and she she was a, a you know a guest on um, Closing the Distance uh, several months ago. Uh, you know, we were trying to catch up with some of our former pastors, and she, she's just loving Austin. Yeah, I, I, I told her because uh, I called her prior to coming here to you know oh, kind of get her right. take you did on a reference check. Yeah. And uh, I told her, I used to work at your church. And she thought, you know, I'm at youth ministry or something like that. But I said, no, I worked in the kitchen on Wednesday nights. I helped prepare the meals. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a small world. Yeah. What did she say about RPC? I'm curious. Uh, she kept, I mean, she was just glowing about it. And um, one of the things I was laughing about, she kept saying, you know, we do this. We have meetings on Mondays. And she had to catch herself and say, Oh, right. They, you know, do these things. Uh, but she was just radiant and talking about all the things that take place here, about the staff, about the culture, about the congregation. She is a force of nature, man. <laughs> she, yeah, I said uh, to myself, I said, you know, if this thing with RPC doesn't work out, I need to go out there and get a job with her if I can, because uh, she's blowing and going out there. Yeah, she is. She is. And it was so great. I think you were at the um, fifth anniversary service for the modern service here at RPC. And she was really led that charge of launching that service. It was really fun to have a video of her uh, speaking to the congregation about, uh, you know, the legacy that really she left and how excited she was for what God is still doing through that service, kind of reaching a new demographic that maybe our traditional services don't reach. And so right. um, we really owe her a debt of gratitude for all that she meant, uh, not only for that service, but just the the ripples of uh, effect of the ministry she did here for so many years. Yeah, that was another thing I was excited about. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of online services. I, I uh, listened to a lot of these uh, Closing the Distances. Um, and uh, I was really taken aback by like how well done that modern worship service is. Uh, because it's not presented like a lot of other churches do. It's, you don't need earplugs when you walk in. It's not a rock and roll concert. There's not a you know fog machine. But by the same token, uh, it's just this otherness of a way of worshiping God. So yeah, well, I'm really glad you experienced that because that's what we really intended. You know, we were we were not going to have any like fireworks and <laughs> yeah. machines and all that. Yeah. So you know, it's, we're still Presbyterian. Let's not get crazy. We are who we are, right? <laughs> All right. So um, you were in Austin, and then where'd you go? Uh, from Austin, uh, you know, uh, talking to somebody about this the other day, you know, your first two years in seminary, you're just like, you know, in it. 
Uh, but your third year, you're still kind of in it, but you're also thinking, all right, you know, this is going to come to an end and where, where is this going to lead? So, uh, by the grace of God, I ended up in Mobile, Alabama, uh, for four years, uh, at government street Presbyterian church and, uh, George Sinclair, who was coming in, uh, the Sunday after this one, uh, to preach the sermon. Uh, he's the guy that called me to that church and, um, there I was an associate pastor for evangelism wow. and discipleship formation. And evangelism is a word that a lot of Presbyterians don't use, but we, uh, we should. Yeah. Yeah. So you've really done some, I mean, from working in the kitchen to youth ministry, now to evangelism, solo pastor, now you're a congregation. You've really got, you know, you're kind of a five tool player in the baseball world. <laughs> you, know, like, you got a lot of experience and gifts really really blessed. How long were you in Mobile? Uh, four years. Okay. Now there's an interesting thing. One of my neighbors is from Mobile and he, I mean, he was like very combative about their competition with New Orleans about uh, Mardi Gras. Could you tell yes. us about that? So Mo Mobile, they will uh, remind you early and often that uh, Mardi Gras started in Mobile. So, you know, New Orleans has its own way of doing it. But Mardi Gras Mobile, relatively speaking, is uh, more family friendly. And um, <laughs> you, you take that with what, you know. Yeah, we can read I will. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a big deal down there. You know, I thought Mardi Gras was like a parade. Yeah. Like one or two. I, di I didn't understand. It's like two or three months of revelry. It's just incredible. Yeah, I, I told folks, I said, if we did Lent, as as well as we do Mardi Gras, we would be a very holy and righteous people. <laughs> oh, we are saved by God's grace. Amen. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. So is now from Mobile, where'd you go? Uh, Mobile was to uh, Lawrenceville. So that's where, okay, so that's where you've been for almost the last 11 years. And um, golly, man, what was it like going from Mobile to Lawrenceville? Uh, in a way, it was kind of coming back home because, um, you know, Laura's home. Laura's from the area. Uh, my parents were up in Tennessee. But also, uh, by the same token, you're coming into uh, Gwinnett County, uh, a county of about a million people, and it's incredibly and wonderfully diverse. I mean, you have people not just from, you know, neighboring countries, but from all around the world. So in uh, in Lawrenceville, at the church there, we had people from Togo, Ghana, um, Jamaica, Germany, England. I mean, we had we had all kinds of uh, kind of a, a global community there. So that is so fun. I think like we forget sometimes we get in our own little bubble that like I remember going out to Clarkston and like it's like one of the most diverse zip codes yeah. in the world, and it's just like. I was like all people walking around in their African robes and like Jamaicans and the different foods. And I was, it was like down the road. Yeah. If I, want, I think if you want to take a mission trip, all you'd have to do is go to Stone Mountain and you would encounter so many different cultures and communities and people from all over the world who were, you know, celebrating things in their own traditional ways. Um, That's really exciting. Yep. As you come into RPC, what are some of your great hopes and visions for your role here at, at the church? Uh, first of all, just to understand how things work, right? 
So, I mean, like I said, you know, I know how to do congregational care, but not, not here. Uh, you know, I know how to do a baptism, but I haven't done one here. Yeah. You're doing yeah. one this Sunday though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just learning the rhythms and the patterns and getting to meet people, uh, you know, and, uh, my hope is to, uh, ultimate hope is to do a really good balance of the administrative piece and the doing of it piece. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that is a really, that's an insightful comment, you know, cause there's just a lot of administrative kind of bureaucracy that is have a lot of meetings. Yeah. It's just essential to make things go, you know, to, yeah. you know, to make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes that we're all heading in the right direction for the most part. Um, yeah, before, uh, you know, in uh, Lawrenceville, I would just go check in with Annette and uh, we we just get it going. But here, we, like you said, you know, there's uh, some moving pieces to this thing. So we, we've got to make sure that we're being efficient and um, making the best use of our time. Indeed. OK, uh, you mentioned your family. Tell us who your family is, what their names are. Um, what do we need to know about them? Uh, married to Laura. Uh, she's been uh, a school teacher at Wesleyan for uh, almost 11 years herself. Uh, she went to go do a maternity leave for one of her great friends from Oglethorpe. Uh, and that person decided, you know, I need to be a mom. So Laura just kind of stepped in and she's been a pre-first teacher there at Wesleyan. Uh, she was a second grade teacher first, but most of the time there she's been pre-first uh, and then we have two kids. Uh, Camille is 11, but about to be 12. And uh, Knox, uh, to be clear, who's not named from Knoxville, uh, where a lot of my family went. But nerdy Presbyterian thing, we named him Knox. Uh, he's yep. nine, about to be 10. Okay, good for him. Good for him. And, uh, uh, and you just had a birthday, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, November 2nd, I uh, had a birthday and uh, turned uh, like I've already spent a decade here, you know, so I came in my 40s and now I'm in my 50s. <laughs> Good for you, man. Yeah. Now, um, it, is you, is you're going through, you know, doing, learning everything. Um, one of the things we like to ask is, what are you watching? What are you reading this week right now? What's, what do we need to know about you? Uh, and then we can maybe in, uh, it would say a word about who you are. Great. Yeah, right now I'm on an Apple Plus kick. So there's uh, Lessons in Chemistry as uh, a series that uh, Laura and I are watching. Is it good? Yeah. So she read the book. Oh. And I'm sure the book's better. But cool. uh, so that's what we're watching now. And uh, Laura and I have a lot, you know, diverse interests um that often don't overlap so this is one one show that we can <laughs> What's watch it about? together uh it's about a um so it's set like in the 1950s i think and you had this chemist who uh wasn't really given a lot of credit because she's female and at the time that was not really how things worked right uh so then she discovers that uh, you know she can use her same chemistry lessons and cooking oh but we we kind of haven't gotten to that part of the show yet okay are you do you cook in your house some laura does most of it but you know i lived by myself for quite a few years so i know how to uh put some meals together 
<laughs> Please feed one. <laughs> All right, your installation service is coming up. What? Give us the details. Yeah, so uh, Sunday at 11, uh, we've got uh, a commission put together. November 26th, right? November 26th. Okay. Uh, we've got a commission put together. Um, so like I said, I'll be bringing George up from uh, Mobile. We have a dear friend of ours from um, uh, UNC, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, who will be coming over. Um, you know, great people here in the Presbyterian, like jo Joy Fisher. Uh, will participate. Great. Well, we're really looking forward to celebrating you and your ministry as you come into RPC and uh, your call here. Now, uh, Dr. Sinclair is coming. What do we need to know about if we want, if we're greeting him after the service, we want to kind of let him know that we know a little bit about his background. We know who he is. Give us, give us, give us uh, some details. Juicy if, if you can. <laughs> Uh, well, for one thing, you'll you'll probably meet him eye to eye. He's about as tall as you are. Oh. Uh, also has a great head of hair, you know. So that's uh, but he's a uh, he's a uh, an academic. You know, he he reads a lot. Uh, he can recall, you know, the things he's read. So Bible studies with George are kind of like Bible studies with Jeff. You know, you guys can bring a lot of uh, depth and insight into uh, into uh, what we're studying. Well, very good. Well, I like him already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we. Uh, so, you talked about George's head of hair, and obviously you you keep it more close to the uh, skin, as we say. So you yeah. have been misidentified. How many people have you been misidentified as? Uh, mostly, you know, Scott and Dan. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know that we look that much alike at all, but um, other than that one feature, but somebody came to me uh, one Sunday and said, hey, man, I really, really loved your sermon. And I, I said, I would love to take credit for that, but I haven't I haven't preached yet. And uh, I think somebody went to Scott and said, hey, we're so glad that you're here. <laughs> he said, well, I've been here for a while, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of um, on ESPN, Scott Van Pelt. Uh, you know, he's got a yeah. this hairdo as you. And people, I think, would tweet in, Scott, I saw you out in public. It was just like white guys with shaved heads. We all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I, I never go, oh, <laughs> hey, Dan. No, I know, you, I know you're Ryan, right? But if you're not familiar, you just don't. <laughs> Some people, it's so funny. Yeah, speaking of Scott, so I've got, you know, I've got George coming in, uh, you know, just to be here one Sunday, and that'll, that'll be kind of neat. Uh, but you've got Scott here uh, a lot of the time, most of the time. So what what's that like working with your, you know, previous uh, head of staff? Well, it's so funny to kind of be in the reverse positions. I, I think one of the first things I thought was like, I'm sorry for taking you for granted, Scott. <laughs> It was like, oh my gosh, okay. I didn't realize there was all this that goes on behind the scenes that no one sees. Uh, so I so appreciated him. And um, I learned so much. Uh, you know, I served with him almost 11 years. And it's been really fun to kind of get the band back together in a totally different context. And he gets to do what he's really passionate about and loves. And it, that brings me a lot of joy uh, to serve alongside him. Yeah. And I think he's such a, a great person for the congregation because he's so enthusiastic. He loves the people um, and he's in it for the right reasons. So that's just 
this has been a real joy for me. Uh, he's incredibly humble too uh you know i got here and he said all right ryan you need to tell me what to do you're my boss and i said no, Scott, i'm not your boss i said we're, we're colleagues so we're, we'll work together but yeah i can't i can't yeah, take that throws me off. he'll go who uh what's up boss and i'm like who's he talking to yeah. <laughs> but we are blessed to have you all here we've got a great staff serve a great church we're really looking forward to our mind folks november 26th 11 a.m. in the big sanctuary. We're going to do uh, Ryan's installation, which is always a beautiful time in the life of our church to welcome and call and celebrate a new pastor in their uh, new place and call and ministry. So, Ryan, we're Make so it glad official. Yeah. We're glad you're here at RPC. Uh, thank you for closing the distance with us today. We'll do this again soon, okay? That's great. All right. Have a great week, man. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks.